Welcome to the Haunting Comforts of Teaching podcast. I am your host, Jen Kay, a middle school English teacher who finds comfort in sharing her journey of being present in the haunting rhythms of teaching. Through finding balance, dissecting struggles, learning grace, with occasional stories from and discussions with guests on education. Today, we have a special bonus feature. I am here again with my friend Sarah, and we will be diving into our e learning experiences. Some of the questions that we will be exploring. Are how has teaching online shaped her perspective on technology now that we are back teaching in person? What was the biggest challenge of teaching online? And what role does Sarah see in technology for the future of education? All right. Hello, Sarah. Thank you for joining me today. And first up, Um, want to hear more about you? Who are you? How long have you been teaching before the pandemic? What kind of technology did you dabble with in the classroom? And what was your experience like with teaching online during the pandemic? Hello. So my name is Sarah. I've been teaching for six years. Before the pandemic, I didn't use a lot of technology. I did use like Edmodo. And then transition to Google Classroom.、Uh, for some assignments, kids would use Google Docs, or for typing up papers, they'll use、um, Google Slides for some projects or presentations. And they did use Google Docs also for a project to create like a newspaper based on a novel that they read. But aside from that, it was also used for just for testing. So I didn't use a lot of technology. Before the pandemic,、um, during the pandemic,、uh, I ended up learning a lot of cool、uh, tricks and things to use Google,、uh, technology for distance learning. I learned how to manipulate Google Docs and Google Slides, like HyperDocs and HyperSlides, to do learning by making like digital notebooks. And stuff like that, and I also learned how to Chromecast, but、um, that was during the pandemic, so it was kind of like a, a learning curve. What exactly is Chromecast? Well, I think it's also like、um, I forgot what the program that we learned in our our class together, but it's well, you're. Doing your lesson or trying to actually do stuff, manipulate your screens, you're recording it so that you can post it up for your students, so they can visually see like where you're going, kind of like a, a visual aid for them to see. And that sounds like a really cool tool. And seems like you were experimenting with different tools. And I was just wondering if your district or your your school like provided training for you to prepare. For these pandemic lessons,、um, they did provide us training. They gave us training for Nearpod, but I didn't use Nearpod a lot because I already had done slides, and it was just really time-consuming changing them onto a Nearpod. But、um, 
other things outside of Nearpod, I actually just did on my own, uh, looking on YouTube for ideas, um, looking at uh, Facebook group pages for teachers and what other teachers were doing out there with their students. And that was pretty much what I did for distance learning. So there's a lot of self-taught technology. Yes, very self-taught. Okay. I I think that's very creative to like just tap into social media to help you out. I'm not sure if I really tapped into social media myself. Um, but overall, what what do you what do you make of like the whole teaching online experience? It was very exhausting. I mean, it was it gave me like new tools to bring into the classroom after distance learning, but it was very exhausting. It was too much to do at once and it and that was just going for like allowing kids to come in at the same time trying to project something for the kids that are already here to do for example like a simple do now here's what you guys are doing explaining that to them at the same time hearing the buzzing of a kid trying to come in and trying to open up the classroom for that student seamlessly without like losing focus on what what you're trying to do at the moment so that the other kids you know don't lose focus if they are paying attention already um, because we don't know what was happening on the other side of the laptop during distance learning but it was just very exhausting on trying to manage multiple things at the same time would you say being exhausted or would you say not knowing what your students are doing, you know, behind the laptop or something else, what would you call your biggest challenge when you were teaching online? The biggest challenge, I, aside from being the exhausted part, I think the biggest challenge was not knowing what the kids were doing on the other side. I mean, you could try talking to them in the chat, but, you know, they don't answer so you really don't know what's going on unless they communicate like oh hey hi miss i sorry that i stepped away for a little bit i had to take care of my younger brother or sibling but some just were very quiet so i didn't know what was going on i would ask if they needed help on an assignment because i would see that they were on google docs and that was the great thing is that google docs would allow me to see if they were on and actually doing the work but it was not knowing what was happening behind the screen and if they were even there or if they just, you know, logged in to get attendance. Yeah, I think there was a lot of just logging in and getting attendance during the pandemic. And that was a there was a huge attendance issue also at my district. And um, since you did mention like novels and a project about students making a newspaper of novels. So you teach English. And what would you say would be this future of technology? Or do you think teaching English was more, was easier? Or did you find it more difficult than other subjects when teaching online? Um, at first, I found it kind of hard because I used to do a lot of annotating with the students when we read the text. And even though Zoom has that little doodle component to it, I didn't know how to use it properly. And it would be like scribble. 
So it was hard for kids to like figure out what I was writing. Um, I found out that the math department got these cool pens that they can use for math. And I felt like English department was gypped from that because we also use that would it be it would be useful for us too because we annotate with our kids. So I ended up buying one myself so that I could annotate. And then the kids were able to to see what I annotated and I was able to screenshot it. So if anyone, you know, didn't get to take the notes, the, the notes were there. So it helps the, some of the kids that were paying attention and were present during online learning to really understand the text. So. Yeah, I remember trying to like write stuff on the screen and my handwriting would be very very terrible and my students would be able to read it too but were you using like a touch screen or were you trying to annotate with your mouse at first i was trying to annotate with my mouse and that was weird but then i bought like i forgot what is it called a huni or like some black pad and you would connect it to the, the laptop and it would become a mouse too but when i had the writing tool it started writing on the screen I had to teach myself how to use it because it was not writing where I wanted it to be writing at. So it was just like figuring out how to use that. And then it wasn't it wasn't easy to use it with a Mac. It was easy to use it with a regular like PC laptop. So were you using a Mac or a PC for teaching online? Um, at first I was using a Mac, but then I switched to the PC because my PC was a bit outdated. But um, it was a lot of screen time. So I decided just to stick with the school one so I wouldn't burn out my laptop. For your school one, was it a Mac or a PC? No, the, the school one was a PC. Oh, okay. But yeah, I see that you're very proactive in trying to problem solve. And that's really good. And I think, I think part of the future of technology and trying to teach with technology is to also get our students to be more proactive and in their learning. So now that you are back in person, right? You're teaching back in person. How do you think, how has teaching online shaped your perspective on technology? I think I use it a little bit more in teaching practices. Um, like last year was the first year we came back and I gave students more assignments where they were able to create stuff using technology. So they went ahead and made their own presentations, but they used a hyperlinked Google Doc to, I mean, not a Google Doc, a Google Slide to kind of give them like a choice board on different activities that they were going to do and videos to help them with the research that they needed to do to present uh, their topic. Um, they were able to use HyperDocs from Google Docs or even uh, Word to do summer assignments for my AP class. I gave them summer assignments. So they had um, a link to videos for the stories that they had to give them some additional help while they're reading it at home. Um, I also use Google Classroom a lot more for assignments. Let's say the printer was occupied uh, and so I couldn't make copies. So I would, I would just use Google Classroom uh, 
put up the assignment and they were able to turn it in there. I'm still working on using it much more often in the class for assignments, but I do see that there's a, a good need to use it in the class. So, yeah, I can definitely see that you're trying to use it more. And would you say it is helping with student learning or do you feel that you constantly find the need to use technology just to be more convenient? Like I know you mentioned, oh, the printer was not working. Because I think last year when my first year coming back from teaching online, just teaching in person, I felt like I just want to move everything online because it was, quote, easier and I didn't have to stress about making copies because our school copy machine is always breaking down too. But this year, I think I shifted back with a little bit more balance. Not everything is all online because there's always technology going down. But I just want to know if you, in your experience, when you use technology, do you use it more for like convenience or do you really see the value that students are learning better? Versus just, you know, the old school paper and pencil. I think it depends. I think it depends on the student. I have some students that if I were to give them a, an assignment that's completely online, they'll do it. There are going to be some students that if I give them a, an assignment that's online, they'll use the computer to play games and not be focused. So that's like one issue with it. Um, I do see that there is a relevance in it, but I also see that there's like, the accessibility and convenience because I don't post everything on Google Classroom, but I do post like, here's the assignment that you had. If you missed it, especially for students who are probably out because they have COVID because that's still happening. Uh, so here's the assignments. You can turn them in online if you want, or you can still do them in person when they come back. Um, I even recently made a website for my students classroom website because it became too busy in google classroom posting up um their class novel that they're reading so in case they forget it at home they have an extra e-copy of the text even like their textbook as well so it is useful in the class but i do think that i do use it more for convenience than to act for actual learning yeah, because I think a lot of times, um, I think not just in the education field, but maybe in the business field, they feel a lot of students, not a lot of students, a lot of people are trying to use more technology because they think it's more convenient and more cost efficient. But I think with technology, I think now that I'm in this e-learning ed tech program, I think you have to be very intentional with how you use technology. And just because you're using technology, it doesn't, you know, directly translate to better learning results. So I think it's all about like how you really utilize technology to help learning. So, but you, you shared a lot of um, very good insights and how technology has shaped your perspective and what has changed now that you're back teaching in person, but you're still using technology. So my last question is to just to round up our thoughts here is, or wrap up our thoughts is, what role do you see in technology for the future of education? Um, I think that eventually in the future, more technology will be implemented or at least being asked by admin to be implemented in the class, whether it's lecture or assignments, because 
there is a need for stu- uh, students when they go out into the real world to know how to use technology. And I still think our students, though they are tech savvy on their phones, they don't know how to properly use it. And I think eventually it's going to have to become either a class, it may be one of these required classes that they take, or um, it'll fall upon some teacher already there to teach it. So I think it, it has a vital role in their future in education. And it might just be the next class that is required to be like an A through G requirement, or at least for an elective, because students need to learn how to properly type, properly use Google Docs, especially since Google Docs is a pop, uh, well, Google itself is a big platform that many companies use, how to create PowerPoints and different things that you can use on PowerPoints, um, different technologies that you can use just to like make flyers, especially in the different career path students could take so i i do think it's it is heading to be something really big in education and yes i totally agree especially with the typing i think growing up i don't think my this public school i went to ever taught typing but i went to an after school program that kind of trained us and that's where i got my typing experience but if i didn't have that the school never provided it for me either so i think yeah the future the future definitely needs a an actual formal official class. What what would you call it? A technology proficient? I don't know what I would call it. I'm trying to think because I was in a small learning community in high school that was all centered in computer science. So maybe computer science 101. <laughs> I don't so, know. Computer science, yeah. there's like coding involved. Maybe that might be a little too advanced. But maybe basic technology skills or I don't know, maybe maybe everyone needs to learn some coding. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you never know. A lot of these kids love video games or maybe at one point they have to learn how to manipulate like the color codes for a, a Google Doc and they want to change it. And they don't know the, the, the codes for the coloring. I found that very useful this year. Yeah, so there's definitely a lot of use and a lot of opportunities for technology out there. Thank you again, Sarah, for sharing your thoughts. You're welcome. So after talking to Sarah, I realized that I definitely need to be more intentional and purposeful in how technology is incorporated into teaching in general. And e-learning is not something to be treated lightly and that it takes, again, a lot of intention and really thinking through how we use technology to enhance learning. Thank you for listening to Haunting Comforts, where we come together to be present in the rhythms of teaching through finding balance, dissecting struggles, and learning grace. Follow me on my Instagram at Haunting Comforts to stay updated when I post new episodes. If you enjoyed this episode, please give a rating and a comment about what you enjoyed the most on the platform you are listening to. Thank you for your support.